Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another edition of From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. Uh, Lots of football to go over this week. We will recap week one of the high school football season and look ahead to week two and break down Michigan and Michigan State's opening games as well as set the record for most times I razz Bo for his poor picks uh, from week one. Yeah, let's let's get to... uh, Let's start with the razzing. So, um, so Bo is our new assistant sports editor, and he went two and six in week one, uh, setting the all-time record for lowest week one score of all time. Um, but uh, not that the rest of us did much better. Um, Mitch and I were four and four. Uh, didn't know that would be such a dominating force. Lots of what it means is there's lots of there were lots of things up in the air lots of games that ended up being either way and that's kind of exciting i mean a lot of times in high school football you get traditional programs that win all the time and they beat teams that lose all the time and the picks get real easy and we will have some weeks like that but it was nice that you know some of the teams throw us a curveball a little bit here so let's break down let's break down how week 1 unfolded here uh a game that we both got correct Holland Christian uh, beating Coopersville, uh, Bo was at that game for like twenty hours. Uh, it ended <laughs> ended at what? Almost midnight. Uh, yeah, it was the latest ending game for a Holland Christian football game. Eleven twenty-eight. Oh, oh yeah, and that's still some of them went longer than that that night yeah. too. So with our crazy weather, so um, Holland Christian won pretty, not even pretty handily. They dominated. dominated. Uh, what what did they do so well, Bo? Well, you know, they just uh, – quarterback Trent Lamb knows what he's doing. You can tell that he spent the offseason well, and he uh, put a lot of work into it, and it showed. I mean, the offense was smooth. It was crisp. The, the whole team looked tight. Uh, Coopersville, I mean, quite honestly, they were just playing a much better team. I mean, Coopersville was able to move the ball. But when it got to, you know, kind of third down and fourth down and stuff, uh, their quarterback would throw interceptions, or they they lost two fumbles in the game. Uh, so – they were just firing at all cylinders, man. I don't know how cliche that is, but they really were. It's and, pretty cliche, but when yeah. you win, what, 35 yeah, nothing, yeah. you're allowed to say it a little bit. Exactly. So, no, they looked really good. I want to give a special shout-out to the two fans to help me come up with the headline, uh, Lightning Can't Stop Maroons. That was not my idea. That was their idea, so shout-out to them. <laughs> oh, good. Nice. Hey, it's true. It, it couldn't stop them. It couldn't. Um, although it slowed them down just a hair because they had to stop playing, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then the next a lot of the some of the games got postponed to a second day. You went and saw the second half of Holland's game. They were already behind and they ended up winning or losing to Wyoming. What did you see from Holland? What were they struggling with? Well, you know, actually I saw kind of the better day of the two. You know, the first day they kind of came out and they couldn't really do anything right. They're kind of having a rough time, gave up 39 quick points. And then it started off kind of the same way uh the second day, Friday when they finished the game, uh they gave up 20 straight points. Right off the bat, they're losing 59-12, but then they kind of rebounded. Uh, the line started playing better. 
uh, Peyton Woodenberg, who uh, gets some running time out of the Wildcat and stuff on the backup quarterback. Uh, he scored another touchdown to have two total for the game. Uh, and then their receiver, Mason Hacker, broke off a 80-yard uh, t- catch-and-run touchdown reception. So, you know, they kind of came out pretty weak, but then, you know, they kind of saw what they were doing wrong a little bit and uh, ended up making the score 59-25. So, you know, obviously you don't ever want to give up 59 points, but, uh, you know, there's some moral victories there that I think that Sean McManus and the Dutch are uh, really going to build upon in week two. All right, so what we've learned, we both picked that one wrong. And what we both learned, or what, and is that we're not really sure what to look, to expect yeah. out of Holland, and that's yeah. we kind of figure that going in. Um, and there's going to be some growing pains there uh, with all that they've lost, and you know, being in such a tough conference and having a semi new coach and everything. There's a little bit of growing pains that go with that. So we'll see. How, we'll see what they end up with. Uh, West Ottawa played against Stevensville Lakeshore, and I went to that game twice because <laughs> they had to continue that one on Friday. Which I'll just say. I understand the whole lightning immediately end rule, but down in Stevensville Lakeshore, all the lightning was happening here, and we could just see it because it was a lot of lightning, but it was 50 miles away, and then they still had to... It did not rain there the entire night, but it just... Um, or at least until well after they called the game. They, we, we waited around an extra hour and a half, almost two hours, to see if they were going to finish the game. Then they weren't, and then they postponed it to the next day. I mean, I know that that's a blanket rule for safety, so I'm not going to argue too much against it, but it was just a bummer because that game really could have finished safely. I still think safely, but that's, again, the one time somebody says that and it doesn't, yeah. then you're in a lot of trouble. But there, there were people even in Holland, like at Holland Christian, like we're waiting, like, watching the lightning. There are people just sitting on top of their cars, <laughs> just like watching right. it. You know, if they can sit out and be all right, then I think 50 miles away. Yeah, know, it's one of those, I feel like all the only rule is for liability I, I feel like the rules are supposed to be for safety but the rule the mhsa rule is everyone has to get the heck out yeah. of the stadium it doesn't tell you where you can go where you have to go where you can't go so it's it's just get out of it's just right exactly it's just as much of a liability rule and as well they should have a rule like that but i think that each school should have a if you want to go to your car go to your car or you have to go here mm-hmm. um so they don't have people running around right. um, making bad choices in the bad weather so anyway back to the game (laughs) um west ottawa ended up coming up a little bit short uh at stevensville lakeshore they did not look great on thursday night at all they then the first play from scrimmage for stevensville lakeshore the next day was a touchdown (laughs) um but then they really got their stuff together and played really really well so there's going to be some they're, they might win a couple games you don't think they're going to win because they they can get they can get it together and they're gonna they're gonna they look like they have a good foundation to build on here so that's that's going to be good. Um, they got two receivers that are six four or taller, uh, including Blake Bosma, who caught sixteen passes during that game. I feel like there was one possession where they threw it to him every single play, and it was eight yards, twelve yards. You know, just hey, I'm taller than you, and I'm going to catch this slant. You know, whatever works. But they, they definitely looked really good at times and really bad a couple of times, too. But they, they looked better more often than not. But it wasn't enough to, to get the win. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, how they do the rest of the way there. Okay, Zealand East. Bo, this was your, uh, this was your mulligan yeah. uh, pick. Zealand yeah. East played the, what was it, Holy Names? Holy, I lost it already. I'm sorry. They played the team from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and crushed them they just absolutely crushed them 49 14 
Bo picked against them. Uh, we'll see how that goes the rest of the way. Uh, but we were not there. The game was in Detroit. They absolutely dominated. Uh, the big news that came out of there is that we found out that their kicker is Paige Westra. They have a female kicker. She hit the first three extra points she did, and uh, that could be a pretty pretty big thing. She is a dynamite athlete. Uh, she was on our the Sentinels All-Area soccer team and track team in the spring meaning she did two sports concurrently and was good enough to make our all area team in both which is pretty impressive we don't have that happen very often so especially in two active sports like that she's a sprinter and she's a soccer player it's not we've had somewhere that's been like a baseball player and a shot putter which is still unbelievably impressive but when you do the shot put you do the shot put and then you can go you know, or it's it's not quite as the same, but she's in all the relays uh, that were all state, you know, and everything. And then she was on the soccer team that, you know, that uh, made it further than any other Zealandese soccer team ever had this spring, too. So now she's kicking and doing a pretty good job there. So that'll be That's interesting awesome. to watch. So and we will not talk about Zealandese in week two because they they have already won week two's game by forfeit because Detroit Douglas doesn't have enough players to compete. And they're we, done for the year. They're yeah. done. That's going to have be the whole year. That's their whole schedule is going to be like that. So Zealandese wins already. So Bo can't get that one wrong. <laughs> so that it's a bummer for Zealandese because it's one fewer game to play. But uh, you know, obviously. You play a game when there's not enough people and somebody gets hurt, then there's really not enough people, and then why are you even playing? So it makes sense, but uh, it's it's still a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but Zelanese, already 2-0. and That's your inside scoop, everybody. Uh, so then Zeeland West had the game of the week. They played uh, East Grand Rapids. We knew it would be great. They hung on to win 28-21. Very exciting. Two state powers going at it. That one also took two days to complete. <laughs> um, yeah, the Ducks got one more touchdown and one more defensive stop. That's a huge win, a huge win in week one against a very formidable opponent. Obviously, East Grand Rapids and Zealand West both have, you know, uh, reputations as state powers. Uh, we'll see how that goes with Zealand West going into Grand Rapids Christian this week, which also has that same reputation. Man, that's a tough schedule. So, uh, yeah, but they took care of business on the road at East Grand Rapids. Really impressive for the Ducks. Hamilton, man, boy, did we get all get that one wrong. Yeah. Hamilton's has struggled the last couple of years obviously they play in a fantastic conference so we're we're never really sure what to what we get out of hamilton and what how good they really are but uh they uh they played godwin heights godwin heights has been a playoff team the last few years hamilton has not and i know that obviously it's a new year but still it was just interesting that hamilton not only did they win i'm not necessarily surprised that they won they shut them out like that was a really impressive yeah. signature win for uh, for Phil for Phil Copes uh, in his first varsity game as head coach. So congratulations to Phil and the staff and the team and the community and the band and the cheerleaders and whoever else wants to jump in on that. But it's really it, this is good. This is good for Hamilton. Um, it's been a struggle, and just to be able to get some wins like this, they've got to win their non conference games to make the playoffs because their conference is so tough that even if they play great throughout the conference they're not going to win all the conference games i don't think anybody's going to win all the conference games this year uh zealanese did uh last year but that was a team that made the state semifinals in one of the big divisions and that's still pretty rare that when they all have to go through each other but with holland christian being a deep playoff team last year so same for zealanese and west and now hamilton you never know what you're going to get out of them uh holland's had a couple years 
during this past five years where they should have made the playoffs if they if they would have made the playoffs if they were in a different division. So, but this is big. This is big for Hamilton. It's good to get everybody rolling with excitement, and uh, we'll see see how they they respond to that. Sagatuck they beat Comstock in Week One on the road, a game that went past midnight. Don't know why they didn't call it. Sagatuck was up pretty good in the second half. I don't know why. This. Yeah, I don't know why they had to wait three hours to play an extra seven minutes when they were already up. But hey, they got the victory. Uh, this is the first. That was the first game of the post Dunn era, as far as not the coach. Bill Dunn is still the coach, but Brad Dunn is done. All the Dunn sons are done. Done. I can't say done enough. So this is really huge. I mean, they this is going to be a big year for them to prove that they can be just as good without having to rely on one person. Now, I'm not saying that they only relied on Brad the last couple of years. Two years ago, Brad was a receiver, and they made it to state finals. He obviously did not touch the ball all the time as a receiver. They had a great team. And, uh, you know, Blake Dunn before that, obviously, he was fantastic. But they also had great players that were overshadowed. This year, that's not going to happen because all the pieces are going to have to take a turn, you know, in the spotlight because they do not have that one go-to player that could that can bail them out if they're not playing well or whatever. So so this is going to be – this could be the start of a really big year for Sagatuck. Fenville did not start uh, as well, losing on the road to Olmstead. But, you know, I'm not really sure. They got a new new coach – I'm not really sure what else to say as far as, you know, we did not see them, so we do not know exactly what didn't work as well or what or what did work well at times. Um, they lost, I think, 34-35-14, mm-hmm. yeah. um, got in the end zone a couple times. Uh, we'll really be anxious to see how they do this this week as their home opener uh, with a new coach uh, as well. So uh, hopefully we'll have plenty more to discuss about Fenville next week um, as we – uh, as we continue to learn more about them, um, but yeah, sometimes those week one games that are over an hour away, we just <laughs> we can't really tell you what happened except what the score is because we were not there. But uh, so that's that puts a wrap on week one. Um, so now week two, we will uh, we can break that down a little bit and discuss our picks a little bit. Zealand East, we know has won, so we both get that one right. Hey, um, not that we not that we wouldn't have picked that anyway. I mean, Zealand East clobbered Detroit Douglas last year, but still nice to have one in the bank at least for Bo. So, um, but uh, we, but we all get it, so that doesn't really gain you much. Right. Uh, <laughs> Even playing field. So let's let's go down the list here. We'll start with Forest Hills Central. At West Ottawa, um, these teams play a lot. They play close games. It's a one of the better non-conference matchups that we see every year out of that. Bo, Forest Hill Central at West Ottawa, who you got? Um, you know, I'm going to have to go with uh, Forest Hill Central. Uh, I think West Ottawa will still do good. I think they'll put up some points like last week. But Forest Hill Central got a 14-7 win over Jenison last week. Uh, they start off 1-0, and I think they go 2-0 this week. Yeah, I mean, I hate to agree with you, Bo, but think, you know, West Ottawa needs to prove that they can win a game like that. I think Forest Hill Central is probably stronger than Stevensville Lakeshore, and uh, it doesn't mean West Ottawa can't win, but, uh, you know, after seeing a lot of the inconsistencies, I think that for me to pick them, they got, in a game like this, they got to prove to be a little bit more consistent, which they might do this week. So, uh, prove us wrong. Whoa, let's, uh, let's see what you got this week. All right, we got. Kalamazoo Loy Norix at Holland. I'm going to punt this one over you too, Bo. What do you got? Uh, I have Holland in a blowout. I hope there's no Loynorix fans uh, listening, but they have some amazingly bad stats. Uh, They haven't had a winning season since 1998, and uh, their career winning percentage since 1960 is 302, 
with 369 losses. That's wow. pretty pretty incredible. And how are they? How they do in week one? Uh, week one, they were shut out by Portage Northern, 41 to nothing. Wow. So, uh, yeah, give me the Dutch uh, and a big win this well, week. Well, the Dutch need it, too. This could be yeah. the perfect time for them as they kind of started, like you were saying, getting things going in the right direction second half. Um, this could be a good a good game for them to put that together and get on the on the victory board. I will concur with you on that one again and say Holland uh, Holland wins this one. Um, so show us what you got, Dutch. Yeah, this could be an interesting week where we all pick the same again. I'm not really sure. This hasn't happened for since Bo's been here, but uh, there's definitely some games where on paper it seems pretty easy, but of course those are the ones we don't get all accurate. Yeah. So um, let's see. Holland Christian at Forest Hills Eastern. To me, I mean, I, I know you saw Holland Christian. They looked good um, from what I'm gathering. Forest Hills Eastern... Okay, you know, but I I would say this is a pretty easy Maroons pick for both of us, would you say? Yeah, I agree. Even though, you know, it's on the road at Forest Hills Eastern, uh, I still think that uh, they had a pretty dominant showing over Coopersville. Forest Hills Eastern coming off an 0-1 week uh, where they lost to Fruitport. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, I like what I saw out of the Maroons, and I think uh, we're going to like what we see out of them again this week. All right, and the... Game of the week, again, involves the Ducks. Grand Rapids Christian at Zeeland West. Who you got? Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one. You know, East Grand Rapids, another good team. Zeeland West, a good team. Uh, I think it's pretty much a toss-up. But uh, if you have to make me pick, uh, I'm going to go with the Ducks. You know, I picked those against Zeeland teams last week. I'm How'd that work out this. for you, yeah, Bo? I'm not going to do it again this week. Ducks all the way. All right, yeah, I think the Ducks for me, you know, going into this game against Grand Rapids Christian, I could go, you know, could have possibly gone either way, but the the way they won and with the with the poise that they won at East Grand Rapids, for me that's enough to pick the Ducks to win win again in week 2. Um so we'll see how that goes, but it should be a great game. Hamilton at Coopersville. I'm going to go out on a limb first here and say Hamilton wins this game. Uh <laughs> Hamilton proved us all wrong in a huge way last week, winning by shutout in a game that all three of us picked against them so way to go hawkeyes way to get us to shut up so they're playing a coopersville team that just got shut out by holland christian i don't know exactly what that means between the two but i think that that means that hamilton wins yeah and i have to agree with you uh it might not be another shutout but i think they're gonna hold coopersville to one you know maybe two touchdowns uh coopersville just could not do anything right i mean four interceptions two lost fumbles and that's just the lost fumbles they had more fumbles that they got back but uh no, I think Hamilton's. They're off on the right start. They're going to keep it going. All right. Buchanan at Fenville. Who you got? Well, you know, Fenville, they kind of have a tough week one, but I think if there's anyone you want to rebound against, it's Buchanan. Sorry, Buchanan, but uh, they were 1-8 and eight the last two seasons uh, after going 11-1 and one in 2015 and then 5-4 and four in 2016. But uh, I think Fenville comes back home. They kind of get settled in their more comfortable environment, and they get the job done against a struggling Buchanan team who went 0-1 last week. Yeah, I think I agree. I think that they uh Fenville this is the this is the game on paper for them to win and write the ship very quickly. Week one's always hard, especially on the road with a new coach after losing, you know, their star skill players last year, including an all state player in Jace Causey. It's a lot to come back from, especially and then you go on a road trip with the weather and there's there's so much there so i think that a few of those things will at least be in line for them being a home game hopefully the weather cooperates and it's one more game used to a new coach's system and i think that they uh i think they win as well uh this could be a this will be a very important game for them and i they usually you know the last few years when they've had their backs against the wall they've uh they've come out and uh taken care of business so i like fenville last game water at saugatuck who you got 
Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Indians. I mean, I grew up watching this matchup. You know, they, they played a lot over the years. And uh, if I know anything about Sagatuck, they're going to be tight, they're going to be good, and they're going to get the job done over uh, the Panthers. Unfortunately, we are picking all of the games correctly. And by unfortunately, <laughs> I mean unfortunately for you because you cannot gain any ground after your miserable miserable week one, uh, at least this week. But at the same time, I think most of the games outside of the Grand Rapids Christian Zealand West matchup are pretty, on paper at least, cut and dry this week, which is not saying that they're all going to end up like that because that doesn't happen for us very often either but uh, i like saga tuck too a uh, water has had some great years over the years but it's been a while since they've had one of those and uh saga tuck coming off a big win i think they get it done so uh there you go we're all gonna go eight and oh and uh in our picks and that looks like we picked all the local teams to win all eight local teams yeah. to win that doesn't happen very often yeah. either so come on local teams yeah, let's go uh let's you know Show us we know what we're talking about here. So, yeah, we will we will let you know next week, obviously, how we did. And uh, I can't dog Bo too much for how he does next week because we're picking the same this week. Hopefully that doesn't happen too many more weeks. But like I said, it's pretty pretty cut and dry this week. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Michigan and Michigan State. Um, Bo, I'm going to let you go first. Michigan State, you watched them against Tulsa. Uh, they won pretty easily there. Um, what did you see out of them? Yeah. Well, I've read up on this game a little bit before it, and uh, you know, Michigan State, they always seem to come out in week one uh, slow, and you know, it started, it looked like a blowout, it looked like it was going to be you know, 15 nothing game, but uh, Tulsa scores that touchdown right before halftime, and they kind of creep back into it, and Michigan State still won, but they, they didn't cover the spread, and uh, you know, the Spartans offense is just still after, you know, they didn't really solve any problems, I don't think, uh, as far as like, you know questions in the offseason are they going to be better is Lorca going to be better you know I still think it's a question mark I really don't know what to expect but we do know they have a great defense so they have that going for them all right sounds pretty usual <laughs> for them yeah. uh, is there the de- Antonio profile right there. that's right so it sounds like you're saying they're going to be good they're going to be a bigger bowl team their defense is going to win one game for them maybe that they shouldn't win and their offense might lose one game for them that they shouldn't yeah. lose uh so it all evens out in the end (laughs) typical d'antoni yeah that's right so okay so then we got uh michigan i will talk a little bit about them i watched them play against middle tennessee state everybody thought this was going to be such a cupcake kind of pushover game Uh, many people most people including myself forgot that middle tennessee was in the conference usa championship game last year so even from a smaller conference they were you know one of the best two teams out of that conference and they showed it. I mean, they played very well against Michigan. Michigan, you know, ended up, you know, having enough to win 40 to 21. But Middle Tennessee State was very impressive in the fact that they stuck with things. They made big plays and uh, they moved the ball. But Michigan obviously had too much firepower, not surprisingly. I'm not really sure what to expect out of them either because at times Michigan looked a little sluggish. At times they looked fantastic. I know it's the first game. But yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to kind of iron everything out. But they they played well. I mean, they were without some of their star players. A couple of them were hurt. Uh, obviously, they lost a ton of stars on defense last year that are now you know playing at the next level. It's going to be an interesting year for them. People think it's going to be... A lot of people think it's going to be better than last year, uh, which was our the last couple years, which was already really good. I don't know where I'm at on that yet. Uh, but I, I, I can see it. The potential's there. But there's also 
different minor issues. I don't think they have any major issues, but there's different minor issues than they've had the last couple of years. So I think that some of those minor issues might bite them at times. So we'll, it'll be interesting to kind of keep track, especially as we count down to the Michigan versus Michigan State game, which minor issues are going to bite which team and everything. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk more next week about, we'll try to look a little, dive a little bit more into like Western and Central. Obviously the Lions will be playing this week. Uh, I mean, the Lions, it's the Lions. It's, the Lions. Uh, yeah, it's hard to pick them in the preseason, especially because yeah. you know they're going to do something that's very Lions at some point. Um, but at the same time, they still got a lot of really good players. Could this be the year? I'm going to say probably not. Probably not. But <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we'll we'll break down their game one plus Kirk Cousins game one for the Minnesota Vikings, and then we'll talk some more about some other sports. We had some you know decent showings from some hope teams uh this week some t- soccer ties we love soccer ties uh no we don't those are really hard to write about the hope volleyball team uh came back to win in five sets in their opener against wartburg and then went on to win their uh win all three matches at their tournament look they look pretty good they're in the same boat as a lot of these football teams that we're talking about they lost a lot of their firepower and they're trying to figure themselves out here and so far so good they're they're being able they're able to work through that during the matches so far, um, which is good. So we'll break some of that down. Big showdown this week in swimming, West Ottawa versus Zealand, and we will break that down next week too. Um, and then as well as talk about some of the high school volleyball teams as well as we get to some of those games as they start and everything like that. We'll talk more boys soccer as well too, and uh, hopefully some of the other sports as well, girls golf, cross country, water polo. We'll get to some of that stuff as the weeks roll on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 pretty much what we have going, you know, coming off a holiday weekend. We don't really have to talk about the Tigers. Yeah. The Whitecaps are done as well. Um, they did not make the playoffs, and their final game was yesterday. Disappointing season for them, I know, uh, just like it's a disappointing season for the Tigers. Uh, if you didn't read my column about Verlander's third no-hitter that happened this week, go ahead and read that at hollandsentinel.com uh, and see if you agree with my assessment of his legacy so far. And then... Uh, yeah, the Cubs still in the playoff hunt. We'll be talking more about them as we get closer and how, you know, they're they're going to be like three games, within three games of first place the rest of the year probably. So we will definitely have uh, more time to break down what their chances are and as that playoff picture becomes a little bit more clear. It's going to be a fun playoffs this year. It is going to be. It's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting. And, man, I love baseball playoffs. So, But, yeah, so I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, we talked about uh, last week – in high school football and how bad Bo did in his picks. <laughs> Had to get one more dig in there. Sorry, Hamilton. Sorry, Could, Couldn't get much worse on the picks. I don't know if anybody's ever gone one and seven. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> but he's going to bounce back with a flourish picking all eight local teams to win the games they should win, uh, but unfortunately won't gain any ground hey, on the picks. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Exactly, right. exactly. So, well, that, that'll that about do it for us. Uh, for Bo, I'm Dan. Uh, yeah, we didn't really introduce ourselves at the beginning oh, yeah. here. Bo Troutman, our assistant sports editor. I'm Dan Diodana, the sports editor. Hopefully you guys know that because you're reading, uh, but... Uh, yeah, we'll do a better job of introducing ourselves. We're we're still not in our mid mid season right. form yet uh, as we as we move on. But uh, that's it for this edition of Press Box, and uh, we will see you from the Press Box next week. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of. Uh, human remains that are left.
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.